You're listening to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. The show is brought to you by Conversa, a podcasting agency that helps B2B brands start podcasts to connect with prospects, grow brand awareness, and create better content. I'm Jeremy Shearer, and my guest is Nick Wassenberg. Nick is Vice President of Marketing at Fulcrum, a production management software for manufacturers. Nick, it's great to have you on the show. Welcome. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on. So our topic today is moving beyond marketing to early adopters. So describe how you've been marketing so far. What sort of early adopters are, are you marketing to? And like, what, what, is it, what does that look like to market to that kind of very specific audience? Yeah, I think part of the principles that we have adhered to are really in the, the Crossing the Chasm book by Jeffrey Moore. If you're a marketer mm-hmm. and you yeah. haven't read that book, especially marketing technology and new technology, I would highly recommend it. We've adhered to, to some of that. And the principle is that when you're introducing something new or something innovative to the market, it takes time and you have to be thoughtful about how you roll it out. Because if you're not like aware and thinking about how your technology is going to be adopted, you're going to be out of sync with where the, the customer base might be. So if you're too innovative and you're trying to hit the mass market, you're going to be, it's going to be a mismatch. You're going to, you may fail. So for us, that means we've been historically for the last couple of years, targeting early adopters, visionary people, people that want mm. something new, people that want something that's on the cutting edge, people that want to look into the future and see what's there. You probably we think about people in your lives that might be like this, that want the latest and greatest, whatever it is. That's been our customer base and, and thoughtfully because our customers are all manufacturers. Our customers need a product that can fit their needs, but also are a little bit fed up with like the status quo of the old ERP systems that have been around for decades and decades. So thoughtfully, you know, we wanted to try and do messaging, put out content, be in a, a visionary kind of mindset with what we're putting into the world because it matches where our product is. It, it is mm-hmm. something that's different and something that's going to hopefully move people forward. So that's been our principle to date and we're shifting that a little bit, but uh, that's that's kind of where that comes from. Okay. And so, so I mean, that strategy makes total sense, right? So you, you target the folks that are most likely to want to be first in line to try something new. But then you mature and you reach a stage naturally where you're like, okay, let's let's broaden our scope a little bit. Let's expand our audience. So what goes what goes into that strategically in terms of planning to do that? And how how does that affect the types the type of content that you produce? Yeah, I think there's there's a couple of things that I, I think about a lot and that we have kind of been thoughtful about from a understanding the product, understanding kind of does the product actually meet all of the needs of this ideal customer profile? If so, then we can start to really, really go deep there, really try and create a niche within a niche of manufacturing where we are a great fit and really be targeted with that. So the content as a concrete example might be really, really targeted to metal workshops within manufacturing as opposed to just manufacturing as a whole. The industry that we Mm -hmm. serve is very much very multifaceted. So food is different than metal, is different than wood, is different than aerospace and so forth. So when we think about how do we create content, the the approach has been really, really understand how the product adds value to a, a specific ideal customer profile and then create content that reflects that. Create the content that's going to reflect the problems that those people are likely to have in the 
the the future evolution might look a lot different. Like as our product continues to evolve, as we're selective about, okay, we've got a whole product for this group of manufacturers moving on to the next quote unquote beachhead. What does the product need to do? What problems does it need to solve now? And how do we articulate that to the market? So it's really, to this point, it's been, let's take the refined ideal customer profile and get really good at that. And then we've got all the, the building blocks for the next one and the next one and the next one. Mm-hmm. Natural kind of connection points that that we think about a lot. But that's that refining the ICP, I think, has been really critical in, in us understanding better, which in turn leads to just better content and better messaging. Mm-hmm. So like other than the fact that some of the targets that you're marketing to are early adopters, right? How different are they putting that aside? How different are these folks from non-early adopters? You know, I mean they're they're kind of in the same industry, right? Like they have the same titles, same roles basically. So are they like how can can you basically keep doing what you're doing just to more people? I think that it's part of that. I think what's really interesting with our space in particular is we have certainly have customers that aren't all early adopters and are not all, all kind of fit the visionaries. If there's enough pain points or there's enough frustration with the status quo, they'll they'll make a choice and they'll move. What we've seen, and if we think holistically about the business, there's different challenges that come through when they have different expectations of what the product can do, different expectations of what the, the service level that we'll provide. So it is, we, we've come to realize that having the right profile of customer at the very beginning of the sales process, through the sales process, and into our implementation customer success group, the right profile, psychographic type of profile of people is really, really helpful. I think there are certainly workflows that we are really, really good at, pieces of the product that are just great and and differentiated enough to bring and draw people in, even if they're not looking to the future per se. So we do solve some problems that fit for both early adopters and people that are more in the mainstream. But for the most part, you know, we've seen over time, we can't be, we can't be stuck on only visionaries and early adopters that only mm-hmm. us so far. Right. So one of the things that we're developing now is kind of, how do we get to that next, next point in time? Mm-hmm. Okay. So can you give me an example of content, like a content created specifically for early adopters and what that looks like if you put it next to content that's, created for other another persona yeah i think you look at i know there's a few examples that come to mind one is we just launched like a new homepage to our website and it is very intentionally different in a lot of ways you know in a few key ways i think than what you may see from a competitor and we show a lot of screenshots very much on the surface like we want to show the software contrast that with legacy systems where the software isn't as modern looking the the user interface is not as clean and, and not as friendly. We want to pull that product forward. We want to show that more. So that that piece is important to us. If we were going after people in, in, within that example of the homepage, there are, are actually examples that are specific to that refined ICP. They're subtle. So an, a person that's not inside manufacturing or doesn't work inside a, a facility might not recognize them totally, but there's like an element of, oh, I can see something here that's like I'm working with metal. I'm in a, I'm in the type of shop that's working with some certain material with some cert- sorts of machines. There's some clues there when we show the product. There's cues there where it's this is a Haas machine, this is a Mazak machine, like those types of things. If you're in that space, you, it just echoes inside what you know already a little bit more strongly. 
if we were going more mass market, we would have to include more generic machines with in screenshots that were more generic. That would be one example. And so since we truly believe that showing the product and putting the product out in front is really important, we'll have to be thoughtful about how do we customize that experience as we go to different markets. If we're going to food, machines are all different. The, the, the flow of what we're making is going to be different. And so we need to be thinking about that. And it may look different. It may be more slightly more generic. I hate to say that, but we're going to have to figure it out. Right. Indeed. So what's your main takeaway from our discussion for marketing teams that are in a similar position, you know, thinking about expanding their, the, the scope of who they're marketing to? I think it may seem overly simplified, but I think listening to customers, we spend as a marketing team, we spend a lot of time in Gong. We spend a lot of time, you know, really talking to the folks on the product team and, and trying to get a sense of that. We have, like, we're not perfect. We need, we need to do more of that. But I think it's like the default mode. If you're ever struggling, if you're ever stuck, if you're ever seeing campaigns that aren't quite clicking, listen to customers, go talk to customers, go to trade show and go, go to trade shows and talk to the people face to face that you want to, that you want to kind of convince or, or tell a story to. So I think that's number one. And then the second is related, but it's also un- truly understanding the value that your your product, your offering provides in make sure you're not just getting the surface level of that. Like ask, mm-hmm. ask the, the multiple whys to get to the bottom of it, what the business impact is, what problem it's actually solving, what problem it solves. And then when they mm-hmm. solve that problem, what's the roadblock they're going to fit, they're going to hit next, like get that mm-hmm. second order effect and weave it into the stories that you're telling. So those are, those can be really difficult things. Like that's what, that's what makes marketing so challenging is picking and being confident with the, the customer profiles that you're targeting and being thoughtful about that and starting all over again when you need to, basically. Yeah. Good stuff there. Okay. Well, I actually have one final question, which is how can people connect with you? Yeah, I'm pretty easy to, to find on LinkedIn. I think there's only one other Nick Wassenberg and he produces video out of the UK. So it's one of us. You can, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter. I'm not very active, but you can follow me there too. Or just reach out, Nick, at fulcrumpro.com. We are hiring. We'll continue to hire if you're interested in kind of changing one of the most fundamental industries on planet Earth. That's what we're trying to do over here. So uh, yeah, we'd love to connect with anybody that's interested in that and love connecting with other marketers too. Okay, great stuff. Well, Nick, thank you so much for your time. Really enjoyed our conversation. Yeah, you too, Jeremy. Thanks. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-Versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.